1: Philippians uh, series. We've been going through the book of Philippians over this summer, and um, we've only got two more weeks left, uh, which I'm kind of disappointed because I love the book of Philippians, and God's been great through this, but I'm excited. Um, And today we're going to continue as, first of all, I just got to say, what about Kelly speaking last week? Uh, For those of you who are here, uh, Kelly kicked off chapter three, and uh, I was so bummed that I was not here. Thankfully, Trish sent me a picture and a little video love, so I can do that. I'm looking forward to that podcast. Uh, But Kelly kicked off chapter three, and we're going to continue off from there uh, today. Last week, part of why Kelly, or much of why Kelly. Spoke was because I was gone on a missions trip with two of our team members here joining with our Every Nation family in Baja, Mexico, for a Baja, Mexico trip. We're going to do more of an update with some testimonies, but I wanted to show you guys a couple pictures. We've got a picture. This is the team that went out there. We were getting ready, having a worship time and sharing testimonies. You can go ahead and show the next picture. This is a picture of the parsonage and the church that we got to build together. Um, it was just really an incredible thing. When we first showed up day one, there was nothing there. It was just you know, everything was on the ground, materials on the ground. And all this came together, pretty much what you see. This picture is after two days. It was really, really remarkable. And you can show the next picture. And that picture was from uh, Friday. We put, uh, put on a big fiesta and outreach for the community that was right around there in the church. We had over 500 people come out uh, families, children. I mean, it was absolutely incredible. So we're going to share more about that. It was an amazing time. We saw over 200 200 people give their lives to Jesus over the course of the six days that we were there. Uh, and it was tremendous. And so we're just so thankful for what God did in that moment. Uh, this morning I, I feel led by the spirit of God. I really feel like God really wants to minister and bring some healing and some, some encouragement to, uh, to all of us, but to some to some different people out here. And so I want to share this because I believe that the, the Scripture gives context for, for what God wants to do. But we want to have some time for prayer, uh, to, to pray and believe and to stand with those of you who are here uh, that God's going to minister to. So Paul in chapter 3, the Apostle Paul in chapter 3 of the book of Philippians, Philippians being a letter. That Paul wrote to this church that he had helped birth, this church that he had helped plant. He's encouraging this community. He had been imprisoned at the time and was writing this with hopes that maybe perhaps he'd be able to come and visit them once he got out of prison, but he wasn't sure if that was going to happen. And so he's writing this passionate and heartfelt letter to them to encourage them and to exhort them. To finish the race, to accomplish and to fulfill all that God has for them. Now, in chapter three, he kind of begins by laying this foundation and almost giving a summary of his uh, religious accolades, his credentials, his background. And he was the most zealous, most educated, most You know, he had all of the religious accolades and he pretty much sums it up and to say, of all the things, of all the reasons that you would think he would have a reason to boast about being righteous and about having it all together, he himself says, I count all of that as rubbish. I count all the things, all the religious things, all of the great things that I had done compared to knowing and being in Christ as rubbish. He's doing this to help communicate the fact that none of us are made righteous by our own deeds, by our own, wor- our own works or religious efforts, but by Christ, by being in Christ. And then he continues in the Spirit in verse 12, what we're going to pick up today. So I'm going to start. If you have your Bibles, we'll have it up on the screens for you in Philippians 3, verse 12. And we're going to end in chapter 4, verse 1. He says, Not that I have already obtained this or am already perfect, but I press on to make it my own because Christ Jesus has made me his own. Brothers, I do not consider that I have made it my own, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining or pressing forward to what lies ahead. I press on towards the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Their end is destruction. Their God is their belly. They glory in their shame with mindset on earthly things. But our citizenship is in heaven. And from it, we await a Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform our lowly body to be like his glorious body by the power that enables him even to subject all things to himself. Therefore, verse one four. My brothers, whom I love and long for, my joy and my crown, stand firm thus in the Lord my beloved. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I just come before you now, Lord. I know that your presence is here. And Lord, you are keenly aware of every heart and every mind. Lord, you are keenly aware of every situation that walked in this building this morning. You are keenly aware of every need and every burden that needs to be lifted. Holy Spirit, I'm asking you that you would help me. Lord, help me to hear you with clarity. Lord, help us to, Lord, I just pray right now that you would even just shut the mouth of every lie of the enemy. Lord, every whisper of condemnation and shame. Lord, I pray right now that you would just begin to break off every talon of condemnation. Lord, every talon, Lord God, that has been, every every uh, attachment that the enemy has placed and hooked to drain, to drain the life out of any person in here, Lord God. Lord, I pray right now, even by the hearing of your word, that freedom would begin to come that freedom would begin to break through. But I thank you. I thank you for your love, Lord. I thank you that your heart is for your people. Help me to communicate your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. One thing that I've learned about myself is I like to win. Like, anybody like to win in here? You like to win, Right? There's not too many people that like put their hands up and like put me down for losing. I, I really, if I got to pick, you know, it's just building my character, right? That's not really what our our best our favorite option would be. I'm also not a fan of participation trophies. I, that is not of the Lord. I, I just I I'm not about that like. If we're going to do something, there needs to be a clear win. I remember when I was a kid, it didn't matter whether we were playing red light, green light, or whether we were doing the summer reading challenge at the public library. I want to know what is the prize, right? I want the gold. I mean, I want to know what the prize is and how we get there. I was even specifically thinking about the public library. They would have this reading, uh, summer reading challenge and, and for every Uh, For every amount of books that you would read, there were different prizes. One of the ones that we would really like to go after is there was a special little gift card for a free twist cone, soft serve cone at Artie's. And uh, we wanted to get lots of those. And and so every time we went to the library, I made sure that I had enough books that if I read all the books, that every week I'm getting a twist cone. And I remember the week when I actually found a hack in the system is when I discovered these books called Create Your Own Storybooks. And so these books they actually they had multiple different scenarios you could choose your own adventure. And so you'd get to a section and go okay you can make choice A, choice B or choice C and then it would lead you down a different path. Now because I like to win I would always start at the end and look at the most favorable ending with the best prize and then reverse engineer my way to that, right? But it worked amazingly because, one, I always got the best prize and I could read the whole book without reading the whole book, you know, because you just navigate through. And when I think about just the race and the, the life that we find ourselves in, One of the things that is very encouraging to me on one end about the life of faith and following Jesus is that we actually do get to know the end and the best prize and the best ending. That because he has given us his word and because of the work of Christ on the cross, that though we were separated from God because of our sin. God loved us so much that he sent his son to take to live the life we should have lived to take upon our punishment on the cross satisfying the debt of sin and then three days later rising again victoriously proving he was the son of God and offering eternal life and forgiveness to those who would repent and believe because of what he did we can look at the end of the story and say because of Jesus it's finished it's finished The challenge is, unlike the Choose Your Own Adventure books, we still got to live life. We don't get to skip from here all of a sudden to the end. I know it's going to mess with a lot of super charismatic, you know, eschatological people. They're like, no, Jesus is coming by lunchtime. I didn't even, you know, do laundry this week. I was waiting for a blink of an eye, you know. Please do your laundry, you know. I grew up, man, we were we were hoping, we were believing for the rapture to come real quick. Like, I used to hate it when little babies would get prophecies. I'm like, no, you're not going to be long enough for that. No, we don't have time for that. No, we're trying to go. Life isn't like that. It's a race. It's a journey. It's a marathon. However, the important thing, the way that we stay in and and the thing that's super essential for us in order to actually cross the finish line is that we know what the goal is and what the prize is. And we keep it before our eyes. Otherwise, we grow weary. We lose the focus. So the first thing I want you to know is there is a goal and there is a prize, Paul communicates and he says, and and just in case you were wondering, he says, I I haven't attained this place yet. I'm not perfect. I haven't figured it all out yet. I have not fully accomplished this resurrection life. But I continue to pursue and to apprehend he who has apprehended me. What is he saying is one of the most important things to understand about this race is you have not arrived yet. Y'all with me this morning? Y'all can talk to me. Y'all can talk to me. Help me out this morning. Hallelujah. We haven't arrived yet. One of the most mature things you can understand as a believer or as a person is you have not arrived. You haven't figured it all out. It's scary to be so woke that you don't need Jesus anymore. To be so woke and so dead at the same time. We have not arrived. Paul says, I have not arrived, but that doesn't keep him from pursuing God. No, why? Because he says, I still, even though I haven't figured it all out, even though I'm not completely there yet, I press on. Why? Because I am pursuing, I am apprehending, I'm taking hold of him who has taken hold of me. We press in. We pursue God, not because we're trying to gain his love, but because his love has already pursued us. It's already apprehended us. The goal and the prize is that one day Christ is going to return. And when he does, he is going to fully, as the scripture says, glorify us with his body. We will receive new, fully resurrected bodies and he will be fully glorified, not just in heaven, but all throughout the earth. That we will be perfected in him. That he will be glorified and magnified that all things will be restored. The prize is not getting to heaven. The prize is Him. Y'all hear me this morning. The prize is Him. Now in the meantime, in the meantime, on this race, as we keep Him before us, we have to understand, as Paul did, as it says, I press I press on towards the goal of the prize. Because it is finished, but it's not done yet. The work of the cross is finished, but God's still working on us. Every day he's working on us. And the pressing is a result of resistance. Anybody felt resistance in trying to serve God? God. Do you ever feel resistance in your word time? Maybe it's just hard to wake up. Maybe it's hard to find even five minutes amidst all the children running around. Like, y'all might think it's crazy. I just think, you know, sometimes Kelly, she has to lock herself in her room and lock the kids out just to get that quiet time. I remember reading stories about John Edwards and his mother with all her kids, and the way that she had her quiet time as she pulled her apron over her head. And the children knew when the apron's on, don't mess with mama. Why? Wow, there's resistance. Sometimes the resistance is external. You know, it's things around us, it's circumstances, it's busyness. Sometimes the resistance is the culture that we find ourselves in. It's it's the 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 culture that is constantly crowding out and, and 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 coming against and that we find ourselves at complete enmity against. And it wears us down. Even the most well intentioned of us, it, it, it grinds us. And yet, it's not just, it's not about our strength. It's not about our, our stick-to-itiveness. It's not about our religious acumen. Paul corrected that in the first part of chapter 3. It's in him. It's in him that we're made righteous. It's in him that we're restored. I was just thinking about all the times that I've experienced breakthrough and all the times that I've made it and the times that I've fallen and the times that I've gotten up. And it's not because I was super strong or super spiritual, it's because he's really good, it's because he's been faithful because he's pursued me with love. He's he's spared me with his mercy. He's sustained me with his word. He's continued to shape me and and to guide me by his spirit. And he reminds me of who I am in him. This morning, you know, he he goes on to exhort in, in verse 17, and he talks about a people who, unfortunately, he says, with tears in his eyes. They become enemies of the cross. And I don't believe he's just talking about people that are completely, you know, secular, so to speak. But even those who maybe started the race, but then got off track. They began to focus on themselves. They made themselves the goal. The goal and the prize was not the glorification of the Lord, but the glorification of themselves. You cannot glorify God and deify yourself at the same time. It doesn't work. But the thing that helps keep our focus right and this is what I want to launch off of and I just want to pray because I don't really want to focus on on the obstacles so much as the provision, the grace it's that he reminds them that they are citizens of heaven now, one of the things you need to know about this, specifically why Paul is saying this to them, is because he's speaking to people who are in Philippi. Philippi was a colony, was a Roman colony. About 100 years ago, it became a Roman colony because of a conflict and a civil war. And specific to this culture in the, the very pagan, imperialistic culture at the time, the Caesar saw himself as being a deity and referred to as a Lord and a Savior. And so if there was an issue taking place in one of the colonies, what they did not want is people from that colony coming and flooding Rome. They didn't want that. Their goal was to expand. And so what they would do is if there was discord and if there was was issues in the colony, what they would wait for is they would wait for the Caesar, they would wait for the Lord to come and rescue and establish The right order, and to bring the establishment of Rome back to the colony. And so, when Paul is declaring this to the Philippians, he's not saying it flippantly. He full is fully aware of their understanding of the history. What he is saying is, our goal is not to escape from the situation. Our goal is not to escape from the opposition that you face. See, many of you are weighted down and weary. Because the reality is, we live in a fallen world. We live in a world of brokenness that has been run, that has been ran through the ringer of sin and condemnation. You see brokenness all around the city, and when we come into faith in Christ, sometimes we can have the false prize of escapism. Christ has not come for you to just escape. He is not alcohol. He is not video games. He is not pornography or drugs. God did not come so that you have an escape shuttle off a falling ship. He comes to restore and renew. And so when God is called, he, he draws us to himself, and he transforms us, and he adds us to his family, we now become citizens of heaven but ambassadors on the earth. What does that mean? That means our goal and our passion and our day-to-day call until Christ returns is not to wait until we can escape to heaven, but it's actually to bring the rule of heaven on earth. It's that we see not only lives, but circumstances change. Situations transform that we now think differently because I'm not thinking as one that's just waiting my time until the end but I get to glorify God today and so this resistance that I face I can do it for the glory of God and it doesn't have to look perfect glorifying God doesn't look like never making mistakes it doesn't look like having it all together some of you this morning the Lord wants you to know that you glorify Him trusting him in the midst of your brokenness. You glorify him in choosing to trust him even when everything in your body wants to give up. You glorify him by choosing to forgive when everyone around you gives you every reason to walk in bitterness and anger. You glorify him this morning when you simply say yes when you don't even know fully what that means to him. I believe God wants to restore strength this morning. There's some of you in here, and I know this, that you've been on this race. You have tried your best to serve faithfully, and you are tired, and you're weary. There's some of you, you've been on it, and you've lost sight, you've gotten distracted, and you know that... God is calling you and He's drawing you to get back on track and to step up, to rise up, to stand firm in what He's called you to. But even the thought of standing with scraped and bruised knees feels hard and feels difficult. I was talking with my sister this week and she's had various challenges and surgeries to her leg. And and just this week, she accidentally tripped and broke a couple of her toes and is going through this process. I'm always encouraged and challenged by her courage that in all of the things that she's had to face and all the surgeries, she just keeps getting back up. She is determined. She's like, I'm going to do this 5K. I'm going to do this half marathon. And I believe God wants to build some encouragement, some strength. Those of you who have fallen, you've bit it. You've lost even, so to speak, it's almost like you've lost feeling in some ways. God wants to awaken the emotion. He wants to awaken your feeling. He wants to restore life to you this morning. So I want to ask Kelly to join me up here. We just want to pray. I want to pray for you all this morning. I'm going to come down. Let's just go ahead and stand together. If you're here today, and um, I really want to pray specifically uh, just for those who are here, and you are particularly just, you would say, man, I I just feel weary. I've been on this race. I am, weary i'm tired my arms are tired i need strength to finish this race i need new wind in the sails if that's you i just want to ask you i want to invite you to come forward we just want to pray for you just step out of your seat and come forward we want to pray for you everyone else you just want to extend your hands we just want to pray for them hallelujah father we thank you that you are a God who restores Lord I thank you the Lord you are here to love on your servants to love on your daughters and your sons Lord God Lord I just pray against the weight of weariness Lord, we just pray, Lord, against the weight, Lord God, of even just carrying responsibilities and carrying things that only you can carry. Lord, I thank you that you do not put a weight on us that you carried on the cross. And So right now, I just pray for the freedom to release every burden, every burden that is not of you, God release every burden in the name of Jesus release every burden God that is not of you Holy Spirit come like a rushing wind Holy Spirit breathe on these your children Lord. breathe on these your children even as we're praying here I just want to ask you all that have come forward just lift your hands to the Lord wants you just to receive these winds of refreshing the holy spirit wants you to receive refreshing and at the same time even as you lift your hands to receive he also wants you to let go just let go of it let go of that burden his burden is easy and its yoke is light his burden is easy and his yoke is light Father, I thank you for my brother, Brian. Lord, I thank you for he and his precious wife, Jolene. Lord, Jolene, can you come up here? Kelly, can you come over here? Lord, I thank you for your servants, Lord God, who have pursued you with all of their heart. Lord, they have pursued you. They've stepped out. They've stepped out to places that many would never go, Lord God. They've trusted you. They've trusted you with all that they have, their family, their resources, their skills, their times, their passions. And, Lord, I thank you, Lord, that your hand has been on them every step of the way. And, Lord, right now, I just pray against every scheme of the enemy, Lord God, to discourage, Lord, every tactic the enemy has used to weigh down and strip away, Lord, even to steal and try to rob them of the joy, Lord God, of just being with you and being with each other and walking in the things that matter to you, Lord God. Lord, I thank you, Lord, that you love this couple. And, Lord, I just pray against every false burden. I just pray against every false burden and weight that the enemy has tried to link onto this man, Lord God. Lord, I thank you for your strength. I thank you for your strength, Lord God. Not just physical strength, but your strength of the heart and your strength of mind, Lord God. Brian, look at me, bro. The Lord wants you to know, You have not failed him. You have not failed him. He is not disappointed in you this morning, my brother. He is not. I have been overwhelmed from the moment I heard that you were coming this morning with an unbelievable sense of the pride and the love of God for you. He is so proud of you, son. You are an amazing son. You are an amazing father and husband. But the Lord wants you to know he is proud of you, his son. He is not, he's not walking around and, oh, why did this happen? He's so, he delights in you. He delights in you. And the reason that you're here now and the reason that you're in this time that you're going to experience is not because you have failed it's not because you missed God, it's because He loves you and He's going to do a restorative work in you and in your family and in your children and you're going to see years from now and it's not even going to be that too far in the distance you're going to see that what felt like a sidetrack, what felt like a stop in momentum is actually what God's using to wind this sucker back up you know it's almost like a catapult i just see it just being cranked back it's being cranked back and it feels like regression god is preparing not just you but your family your family father i thank you for their children lord god lord that their children have an inheritance and a calling and a destiny, Lord, to be launched, Lord Jesus. Lord, I pray, Lord, against the disillusionment and the wounds, Lord God, that the enemy, the lacerations and the, and the seeds of destruction that the enemy has even tried to plant. Lord, I thank you. This is a time of, of not, it feels like being uprooted in a way, but actually what I sense the Holy Spirit saying is he, it's actually a time where he's, he's going through and he's pulling up weeds. The enemy's tried to put in weeds in the garden that you've planted. Oh, what a gracious God you are, Lord. Lord, I thank you for these hands. Lord, for these hands, for the hands of JoLynn, Lord God. Lord, I thank you that you're strengthening hands, Lord God. Lord, that you are strengthening them, Lord. Lord, these are skilled hands to be used to bring life, to bring encouragement, to bring blessings. Lord, I thank you that what you're doing in this season, Lord God, is going to make them stronger than ever. But, Lord, I do pray that you would help them to receive the refreshing. It's coming not because you deserve it, because he's really good and he loves you. He loves you. And that's for each and every one of you. Some some of you, the reason that you haven't been able to receive it is because you don't think you deserve it. The enemy has almost convinced you that you deserve the weight that you've been carrying. You deserve the shame that you've been carrying. You deserve this to happen to you. And that's what the enemy has said time and time again. Even when you've cried out for help, the enemy has tried to lie to you and say, Don't, why are you even bothering him? He's mad at you. He doesn't hear you. You brought this on yourself. Why would you even cry out to him? The Lord rebukes that lie in the name of Jesus. None of us in here have a single thing because we earned it. Everything that we have is because of the love of Jesus. So receive it. Receive it. Receive it in Jesus' name. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. I want to pray for some for a different category. You guys can stay where you are. I just want to I just want to encourage you, even just as you're standing here, just lift the hand, your hands, just begin to receive his love. Just begin to thank him. Just begin to thank him right now. Just tell him, thank you, Jesus. Um, I, I want to pray for what I was just talking about is, is if you, um, it's been very hard for you to receive the love of Jesus. And you hear about it and you sing about it. Maybe you've even sang certain lyrics. And you, it's easier for you to believe that he loves somebody else or that all this stuff is for somebody else. But it's re- it's just it's hard for you for it to penetrate your heart, and you've grown weary because you're doing all the things, but you're not actually able to walk in the love and the grace that comes with knowing Him. If that's you, I want you to just raise your hands where you're at. I just want to pray for you right now. Hallelujah. Father, I thank you for those with the courage to raise their hands. Lord God. If somebody around you has raised their hand, if you could just lay your your hand on them, just pray for them right where they are. Just extend your hands. Father, we thank you for these. Lord, I ask that you would remove, Lord, whatever blocks. Lord, I know some of that is shame that would keep them from being able to receive your love fully. Lord, I ask first and foremost, Lord, that you'd give them the grace to repent. You'd give them the grace to repent. You see, the love of God, it's there. This it has nothing to do with whether he loves you or not. The enemy, what he tries to do is he, rather than allow you to walk in true freedom, he plays upon the fact that when you're walking in sin and you're living in sin, many times he manipulates that shame and that condemnation to rather than call you to repentance and to receive the loving kindness of God, To harden your heart and then convince yourself that what you're doing that's producing that shame is not actually a bad thing. God, because he loves you, he wants to invite you to repent. He wants to invite you to release that thing and to receive fully his love, to remove that barrier. And so I want to just encourage you right where you are. If there is something that you know that, that is there, that you've been walking in, that the enemy is using against you, Don't hold on to it anymore. Repent. Just release it. Release it to the Lord. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. He's not not waiting with the paddle to give you five switches. (laughs) My son always says, how many switches, Daddy? (laughs) Don't worry about that. He wants to love on you right now. Lord, I pray help him receive your love right now. Right now, receive your love. 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 In Jesus' name. Hallelujah.
0: All right, we just want to take a minute right now and pray for all the marriages in the room. So whether you think you need it or not, I'm going to pray for you. Um, So if you're married, find your spouse.
1: Actually, let me have, unless, all the married couples just come up here. Just come up here. Yeah. Brian and Amy, you can come up here too. If your spouse isn't with you, I still want you to come up.
0: Heavenly Father, we thank you for each family represented here. Father, we thank you for these unions that you have brought together. Whether they think it's a mistake or not, they're there. And so, Lord, we bless these unions. We bless these marriages. Father, I thank you for the mystery of marriage that somehow represents Your love for your church to the world. God, the world needs a lot of things, but it needs healthy marriages. The picture of the gospel that it is for for two people to deny themselves, to deny others, and to choose to love when they don't feel like it, to choose to stay with someone when they don't feel like it. To choose to offer the same grace and forgiveness that they've received from you to one another. Lord, we thank you for the picture that marriage is. We bless these couples here today. Father, I ask, you know, you know what each one needs. You know the wounds in each soul, Lord God, that rub against one another and cause friction. Lord, you know the healing that needs to come. So, Father, I ask what we cannot see and what we cannot do, that your Holy Spirit right now, Lord God, would just go into every heart. Lord, would perform, perform surgeries where they need to happen. Lord, I ask that you would humble us before you. Lord, I ask where there has been pride and resentment and a turning away from one another, Lord, that you would humble us, that you would humble these hearts, Lord God that you would allow them to walk in humility towards one another. Father, you oppose the proud, but you give grace to the humble. Lord, we receive your grace today. Father, we humble ourselves before you. We say we're desperate for you, Lord God. We cannot make these marriages work without you. We're desperate for you, God. Lord, I ask that each soul here would just humble themselves right now, Lord God, just just recognizing who they are, recognizing who you are, placing themselves under your authority and your headship and your leadership. And Father, I just ask that your grace would flow to these couples, Lord God, that your grace would flow to these marriages. Father, I ask that you'd strengthen them. I ask that you protect them. I ask that you would give them eyes to catch the little foxes that would come in to destroy their vineyards, Lord God. I ask that you would give them vision, Lord God, vision like you have for them, Lord, that they would once again have that renewed sense of what they fell in love with, with the other person, that they would see the potential, that they would see the goodness in the other person. Lord, I pray you'd give us the grace to make small of the negative things and the things that annoy us and the things that we find um, hard to get along with, Lord, and that we would magnify the things you see in one another, that we would magnify the good in each other, that we would magnify, Lord, Lord, give us eyes to see our spouse the way you see them. Give us eyes to see our spouse the way you see them, Jesus. Lord, do a work in each heart that they could receive your grace and forgiveness and then in turn offer it to their partner. In Jesus' name, we bless and just speak strength over these marriages.
1: Yes, Lord. Brian, Amy, can you come up here? Even as um, we're just praying for marriages, but also I I want us to wrap this whole thing up by just praying for physical healing. I just specifically just want to lay hands on you guys. Um, for those of you who don't know, Brian and Amy, they are part of our launch team. They are an incredible, incredible team in and of themselves, but they are a part of our lead lead team. Um, they've carried lots of different weight. They've been in it uh, since the beginning, and, um, and particularly just Amy has just had to battle just a lot of just physical things from her legs, even just, you know, some just clarity of mind things. It just We just want to stand with them. Um, and we, we know that any time uh, the enemy comes at one spouse, it affects the whole, the whole host. We're one. And so um, we want to stand with them. We want to encourage them. And I also, I just want to pray and stand and believe that the enemy comes at our physical bodies. You know, part of that is, is, is the result of life. I mean, it's the result of sin because just from the day we're born, the body begins to decay. But yet again, we are citizens of heaven so we believe that we can speak and declare the healing that is in heaven here on earth and so we want to join and believe for that so father we just lift up this couple to you Lord, we thank you for brian and amy we thank you for their sacrifice we thank you that they have run this race and lord we thank you that they uh, have not been called to run this race alone but lord you gave them one another and Lord, you brought them together, Lord God, to be an incredible team, Lord Jesus. And Lord, I just pray against every scheme of the enemy to try to come at them and try to come and tear and rip and 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 knock them out, Lord, to weary them and to, to to make foggy the mind, Lord, and to make foggy the vision, Lord God. And Lord, I specifically right now just rebuke every attack of infirmity and brokenness over Amy's body, Lord God. We declare that she is the healed of the Lord that by your stripes she's healed and so in the name of Jesus we just command every her every vertebrae lord every ligament lord every every bone in her body to come in alignment with your truth lord god Lord, I pray, Lord, that everything in her, that it is aligned and connected, we come into proper alignment, Lord Jesus. And Lord, that even as you are aligning her body, Lord, I thank you that you are aligning things in their lives, Lord God. Lord, that you're bringing clarity and you're bringing adjustment to things that have gotten off, Lord God. The, the discs that have slipped, Lord, so to speak, Lord God. Uh, the Lord wants to encourage both of you, is that there are growing pains that you're experiencing. And there are things that Lord is teaching you how to walk together. It's almost like as a child is learning how to walk, there's something about learning how to put one foot in front of the other and that coordination that comes. And it's a season where it feels extremely awkward and it's a season because it's like you're learning to walk all over again that for the two of you who have been used to not just walking but running, it is very frustrating because you're falling way more than you've ever been used to. And the falling has made you feel awkward frustrated, it's made you feel like you've done something wrong, like you've messed up and the Lord wants you to know (laughs) I am working in you and he wants you to be patient with yourself he wants you to not feel the urge to fight or get mad or get frustrated but he wants you to learn to receive his process to receive to receive his process to take time to allow him to do this work, Lord, I just thank you for strengthening this couple. Lord, I pray for even a restoration of joy, a restoration of joy and laughter. Lord, even just in their conversations, that there would be just a a resurrection and a resuscitation of laughter. Father, I just want to let anybody in here that is in need of healing, you say, I'm, I'm battling some kind of physical ailment. I would love to, to have prayer for healing. If that's you, just lift your hands. Father, we thank you that you see each and every hand raised, Lord, and you know what they all mean. You are the great physician. And so, Holy Spirit, we ask that you would move upon their bodies. And, Lord, I also ask, Lord, that you would give, I thank you, that you are a God of wisdom. Lord, I pray that you would even bring revelation. Lord, if there are things that you would uncover, the things that might be causing the affliction or the challenge or the pain. Lord, if there is a, if it's going to a different doctor, if it's trying something different. I know sometimes, Lord, we grow weary Because we're trying to do the things and nothing is changing. Lord, I pray that you would help us, Lord, and that you would help them, Lord, to to skip some of these steps. Lord, to skip the dead ends and to get to the destination. Lord, that there would be a supernatural GPS to lead them to that place of healing and breakthrough, Lord God. Lord, I pray for a strengthening of bodies, Lord God. And Lord, I pray that in the meantime, Lord God, that you would give them the grace to keep asking and believing to not relent, to not grow weary in believing and trusting you, Lord God, for what you're going to do. Now I just want everybody to lift your hands to the Lord. I don't care what you came with, what you're leaving with. Just let's all lift our hands. Father, we need you. We need you. Whether we even know it or not, we need you. Jesus, I ask that you would help us Not just, Lord, help us to be aware of our need. Help us in your love and in your mercy to recognize, like Paul, that we have not yet arrived. That we haven't figured it out. But, Lord, not just so that we feel bad about ourselves or feel discouraged about the the road or our lack. But, Lord, so that we can also receive your abundant grace. Lord, even even as, as Trish encourages, Lord, that you supply all of our needs according to your glorious riches, Lord God that you have all sufficient grace, that whatever the need, whatever the, the, whatever the lack, whatever the thing that we need restored, that you are our deliverer, that unlike Caesar, you are the true Lord. You are the true Savior, and you sustain us, Lord God. You have pursued us, Lord. You sustain us, Lord God. You restore us. You are shaping us, and Lord, you are lifting us up, Lord God. Not to escape, but to be free, to be healed, to be light, to be loved. Help us, God, to receive it and be changed and to walk in it. We thank you. And we praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. Can we give him praise today? Hallelujah.
0: Thanks again for joining us. Don't forget, you can find us online at cityoflights.church and connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.